Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. Hey there, it's Jim Stengel, host of the CMO Podcast. We're all marketers here, so let's be real for a sec. We all know that your website shouldn't be a static asset. It should be a dynamic part of your strategy to build your brand and drive conversions. That's Marketing 101. But 54% of marketing leaders say web updates take too long. That's over half of you listening right now. And that's where Webflow comes in. Their visual-first platform allows you to build, launch, and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at webflow.com. What's the first brand you remember making an impact in your life growing up as a young girl in Mississippi? Oh, gosh, that's an easy one. Dairy Queen. Do you remember? Do you know Dairy Queen? Yes, of course I do. I have lots of memories about Dairy Queen myself. As a, as a child. Yeah. So my grandfather would take me to Dairy Queen after school. He picked me up from school uh, and that was where we would sit and I'd have a soft serve cone. It's right down the street from his house, maybe four blocks. And did you have it with sprinkles or the chocolate coating or just... Chocolate dipped. Chocolate dipped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. And sometimes with Jimmy's because my name, I was called Jimmy as a kid. So sometimes oh. I did it with Jimmy's. So, But yeah, I have a lot of memories of Dairy Queen. It was very close to my home as well. Hi, I'm Jim Stengel, and I help major brands find their purpose and activate it, and the profits follow. For seven years, I was the global marketing officer for Procter & Gamble, where I oversaw the marketing of hundreds of brands. You may not know it, but the CMOs, the chief marketing officers of all of your favorite brands, are trying to connect you with your favorite products and services through purpose. And on this show... I delve into how they do it. My guest today on the CMO Podcast is Catherine Reeves, the Chief Marketing Officer of Illumina, the high-growth San Diego-based company on the cutting edge of unlocking the power of the genome. Most, if not all of you, have been touched by this company. Their technology has been in 10,000 laboratories in 115 countries fighting COVID-19. Illumina is foundational for scientists and researchers for developing vaccines and therapies. And Illumina is indeed high growth. It grew revenue 40% in 2021 to roughly $4.5 billion. Its stock price has grown about 100% in the last five years. And its market cap is a whopping $50 billion. My guest, Catherine, is up to the task of leading marketing at Illumina. She's been in the role about 18 months, joining in the midst of the pandemic. Before Illumina, Catherine held senior leadership roles at Nationwide, Scott's miracle Grow, and Cardinal Health. Catherine studied civil engineering as an undergrad at Stanford and earned her MBA at the Harvard Business School. This is my conversation with Catherine Reeves. Catherine, welcome to the CMO Podcast. This is not the first time we met. If you recall, we were introduced in January by our mutual friend and fellow PNGer, Leonora Polanski, and we had such a good chat about marketing and organization and brand building and being a CMO and living in Ohio. And I asked you if you would join the podcast because we were having such fun talking. So here we are. Thank you for being with us. 
How is everything in Ohio today? Everything's fabulous, Jim. And um, you know that I consider this a true honor uh, that you're someone that I have looked up to. And if you could compare my career to being um, the captain of a ship on a choppy ocean, I think you're the kind of person uh, in our industry. You know, when I think about marketing, that's kind of like the wind that keeps those sails moving, even when the seas are choppy. So I'm very, very um, honored that you want to speak to me. It's very kind of you, Catherine. Very kind of you. For our listeners, I'm blushing. (laughs) It's true. Thank you. Now, listen, you have been CMO at Illumina for about 18 months, Mm -hmm. and you joined the company, one of the most important companies in the world in fighting COVID-19. And you joined this company in the heat of the pandemic working remotely. I just want to ask you to start, was this the most difficult transition in your career? Hmm. It was certainly a unique challenge, maybe a difficult transition, but one that was thoughtfully considered and really extremely attractive. It might be that it was quite challenging, but uh, it's hard for me to look at it in that lens because I love it so much. What did you do in your startup to get you off to such a great start? Because obviously this company was working very hard and you came in from the outside and you weren't co-located with most of your peers and colleagues and team. So what did you do to establish yourself, to build relations, to get to know everyone, to get to know the company, you know, in a very challenging time for the world and the company? Well, first was I spent a lot of time managing myself. So self-control is a very important um, kind of uh, discipline when you start something new. Uh, And one of the things that I sort of thought about and talked to myself and sort of managed myself around was what percentage of time would I spend sharing my ideas versus listening and learning? And I decided that listening and learning would be very, very important. Uh, more so than me trying to prove confident, you know, prove competence or to establish, you know, confidence in me. Uh, the most important thing really was listening and learning. Um, and and I'll give you an example of, of how that played out. Illumina is an environment in which science and uh, the technical features and capabilities of our products are really important. Uh, to our customers. And I think because of that, there can often be this sort of intimidation factor, uh, I think, for outsiders. And so uh, the pressure to, you know, master almost the impossible in a short time means that you can, uh, you know, quickly become overwhelmed. And so I thought, I'm just going to set that aside and I'm going to see a situation where my listening and learning can add value quickly. And and one of the things that, you know, I I learned pretty quickly and saw uh, um, is that our team was really hungry for connection and a sense of belonging and a sense of purpose. And so I, um, you know, tried very hard to hold back and let them share what their kind of take 
on the situation, our function and how we fit into the big picture and separate that out and um, really give that value um, by saying how much I saw and heard uh, the feelings of the people. And the more I did that, uh, there were several situations where there was just an outpouring of emotion and a desire to be seen and heard. You know, that was very counterculture uh, in terms of, you know, being a, you know, gears and technical kind of a, a shop where sharing emotions maybe was not considered kosher. Is that what you mean by self-control in the startup? The, the ability to sort of hold yourself back and listen and learn? And is that what is that what you mean when you say you had to exercise self-control? Oh, absolutely. I, I think most leaders, uh, and maybe I'll just speak for myself, I am a type A person mm -hmm. and I like to be immediately um, productive and value add. And so it can be very hard not to jump to solution mode and start implementing your ideas right away. You can think you've got 100% of the picture when you're really just at the very surface. And so I had to, you know, actively control my need to solution, take action before I really had a good grasp of the facts of the situation on the ground. And so also, I think, um, remain positive and optimistic and um, seeing the potential and possibility even in the most challenging situations. So kind of just staying positive, managing my own intent every day, you know, practicing um, a lot of the, you know, kind of what's current in terms of, um, you know, thinking positively and managing your own emotions and not too high, not too low, but staying even killed and just listening, really deeply listening. Yeah, we underestimate listening big time in management and in marketing, mm -hmm. I think. Now, I want to talk about your purpose you know, early in this discussion. And the company really has such a remarkable purpose. And by the way, my wife or my daughter is an ICU nurse. I told her this morning I was interviewing you and she said, oh my God, that's such an amazing company. Oh, oh. you're, you're going to have such a great time with her. So anyway, but it, your purpose to improve human health by unlocking the power of the genome. Wow. And you've worked for some amazing organizations in your career, but this one is really just remarkable. So I want, want you to speak a bit about the role that Purpose had in attracting you to the company. I'm, I am blown away by it every day. Uh, and that is, you know, not an exaggeration. Um, think about that. Un, you know, unlocking the power of the genome, you know, that in itself is an, it has infinite possibilities. Uh, and improving human health, that's super fertile ground, especially when you consider what you said earlier about the central role we played in uh, fighting COVID-19. You know, you'll see some of the uh, pioneering work we're doing in oncology or, or even the really the wonderful and amazing challenges that each and every expectant parent faces uh, with regard to reproductive health. Um, the solutions that Illumina provides we are really the preeminent leader in DNA sequencing, um, underpins virtually every aspect of life science. And uh, it, it is um, an incredibly motivating challenge. I honestly will tell you that purpose uh, is what makes the late nights 
and uh, around the clock work, absolutely really worth it. I have made uh, a huge commitment to my family. And um, when I have to make trade-offs about the time and attention I can give them um, and focus on Illumina, it is knowing that the mission that we um, we hold ourselves to every day is quite profound. And I think that is not to draw contrast to maybe um, you know less big, powerful missions because um, everyday products matter, uh, everyday services matter. Uh, but this is one that I think is uh, you know ultimately just quite profound, and it is linked very much to life itself. So uh, it drives me. How do you talk about the company to your family and friends? Much the same way you're just talking about it right now with me or something else? I do. I try very hard to uh, focus on the benefits it provides. I think where uh, every day, uh, you know, I'm not a microbiologist, it sort of falls apart for people, uh, including myself. I'm not a microbiologist. You know, you can be very uh, easily uh, turned off or maybe uh, miss the uh, the punchline by focusing on the device and not uh, considering the impact of the benefits. And so um, that is also probably uh, quite a nice parallel to the challenge we faced as a marketing department at Illumina. Uh, it's really migrating from what had been, you know, very much engineering led, it still is an innovation led to more of a market back, customer back view of what a, a, a powerful enabling set of technologies uh, are that we have the, you know, really the privilege of creating and delivering to the market. That's what I try to spend my time talking about with my friends and family who were, you know, as surprised as anyone when I decided to uh, leave an, an incredible company that is Cardinal Health and go to Illumina. Um, uh, and a lot of folks just had never heard of Illumina. What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half, story. Because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMO succeed, visit cmo.deloitte.com. Now, you are, I believe, the first CMO at Illumina. Yes. You know, uh, my predecessor held a role that was a hybrid role. He led both product and marketing was sort of tucked in with product. Uh, he also uh, was a scientist and technologist. And I think almost by definition, that hybrid role uh, in some ways uh, showed kind of the subordination of marketing mm -hmm. to to the product. So, yes, it was uh, quite uh, an opportunity to come in and be kind of the first standalone chief marketing officer reporting to the CEO. Yeah, that's fantastic. So give us some insight into this role. You've been in it 18 months. What do you do if we looked at your calendar for a few months? What insights would we take <laughs> from that? You know, where are you really focused with your personal precious time? Um, you know, maybe I'll talk a little bit about what it was like to be an outsider coming into mm -hmm. Illumina. Okay. Um, yeah. 
because I think the conception of the role in some ways um, fits with my persona and sort of coming in uh, from kind of mainline healthcare into biotech. When I was growing up uh, as an African-American woman in Mississippi and kind of being a little bit of a smarty pants, you know, someone who got good grades, um, you know, I kind of was always one of a few in the advanced classes, uh, kind of always an outsider. Um, and so I think I became acculturated and uh, knowing how to handle myself as an outsider, uh, think of myself as highly adaptive, uh, able to enter spaces and, you know, pull myself up to the table and have a say. Um, I can remember applying to Stanford for college and the question on the application that I remember distinctly was, what person living, fictional, um, dead, uh, would you love to meet and why? And the person I chose was Dr. Spock. Um, and uh, he's a character in the uh, USS Enterprise, the series Star Trek. And I said that he is someone that I related to because he brought value as this non-human in a human uh, environment. And he used his difference to stand out and add value. And he was beloved and needed by the captain for that reason. And so when I came to Illumina, I sort of took on that same attitude that I would be someone who stood out, not necessarily uh, an insider in biotech, but that I had some unique traits and experiences that I could bring to the table. Um, and so when I think about something like how do I spend my time or, or how do I organize my calendar, I try very hard to make sure I use what unique value I bring to the moment that Illumina is at versus what I also can get and rely upon and is complementary to the strengths of my own team. And so I've got a team of marketers at Illumina that have some of the deepest scientific knowledge ever. You know, I'd say probably 50% of my team are PhD microbiologists. So they really do understand and have a deep appreciation for the technology, but do they really understand and have core capabilities around how to shape strong, competitive value propositions in an increasingly crowded field? Or as we pivot into healthcare, um, as we face different kinds of buying choices from customers that make decisions in different ways and perhaps value uh, different aspects of our uh, offerings, are we positioning ourselves relative to what those customers want and need? And so when I look at how I spend my day, I try really hard to be complementary to the skills and capabilities my team brings. And then also recognize that, you know, there is the uh, currency of current performance as well as the value of uh, delivering strategic perspective. So I try to balance um, near term and near end wins that we have to put on the board to continue the, you know, strong esteem that we've earned uh, as a marketing function, but then also set up the company for where we need to go. Uh, in the future. So it's a balance between short term and long term and a balance of what unique things I bring to the table versus what 
um, I know I've got in depth uh, um, among my trusted leaders. What do you feel are the most important, unique things you're bringing to Illumina right now at this time in the company's evolution? You talked about the outsider perspective. You talked about listening. Yeah, you know, Jim, that is such a big question. Um, I know you. Uh, you're you're so good. I'm a good big at question kind of guy. Big questions. <laughs> I, I'm not a, a a braggy kind of person, but I I do think that that um, that informed curiosity and almost um, uh, clear headedness that comes from being an outsider. Um, balanced with a, a sharp appreciation for the company's desire to push deeper into um, our a broader global healthcare system is a really terrific uh, combination um, at this moment. I, I'd also maybe add that genomics is at a precipice in that it's becoming less of a expensive, out-of-reach novel technology and moving into a space where it will be more ubiquitous, more common, more um, a part of different ways that the uh, drug discovery will happen as well as clinical solutions and therapies will be deployed. Um, and because of that, I think my experience also um, marketing products that are um, more everyday and need to be simplified and clarified for multiple kinds of buyers is extremely important. What do you feel greatest about or happiest about in the last 18 months? Oh, geez, the team. Um, I literally um, feel like I have the very best um, group of marketers that Illumina has ever had uh, working uh, shoulder to shoulder to continue to position this company for the incredible impact that we'll have. That team, I think, could really uh, change healthcare. Um, I also feel really good about the role that increasingly my peers are expecting of marketing, you know, nothing crushes ambition like low expectations. And we have, I think, an ever rising tide of higher expectations of marketing that is so motivating. And it's such a sign of respect to have, you know, my incredible peers in R&D and sales increasingly look to marketing for leadership and guidance. I want to, you, you're taking us to the, your colleagues and your peers, and I want to, I did want to speak about that on this podcast because I looked at your management team. It's a remarkable bunch. About half of them are women. Yes. Which is just so, so, so good. So I'd like you to speak about what you've learned from these colleagues and peers in the last 18 months, not just about Illumina, but about leadership and about purpose and about management. You know, Illumina, that is such a, again, Jim, these are just spectacular questions. Uh, Illumina has this incredible alchemy where it can be the place where I have been challenged uh, to the nth. I mean, it has been extremely tough territory, very big challenges, big, big, hairy problems. And then at the same time, the place I have felt most comfortable. 
And uh, you um, mentioned one of the reasons why. It is fabulous to work with amazing, brilliant uh, women uh, who are not shy about how amazing and brilliant they are. They've normalized being, you know, amazing, strong, powerful, smart women. And uh, I think the leadership team at Illumina is far better for that level of inclusion, right? So that is, you know, ultimately the definition of uh, inclusivity is when there is this sense of emotional and psychological safety combined with like really high challenge, right? So everyone's kind of at this peak performance kind of flow thing. And I, um, it is incredible. It's quite, I, I feel very uh, lucky and fortunate. And um, I always joke with Francis, no seat in the Illumina, a leadership team is given. It's earned every day. So, um, you know, it's incredibly motivating. And Francis is your CEO. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, he also is, an, um, you know, part of that equation, clearly. Your board is also amazing. So <laughs> yes. you have two, two great, you know, in terms of governance, I think two amazing teams. And I was delighted that your board has a marketing person on it. Oh, Most boards do not. And not only do you have a marketing person, you have one of the best ever in Phil Schiller, you know, of Apple fame. Do you talk about stuff with Phil? So, Jim, you're absolutely right. Today's, a, as you know, a red letter day for me to just have the opportunity to speak with you. Uh, starting at Illumina, I was thrilled to see um, Phil Schiller uh, serve on our board. Uh, he has had, honestly, I think probably, you know, arguably one of the most uh, incredible runs ever of a CMO uh, at one of the most incredible um, product uh, companies in the world, and, and arguably maybe even the greatest. Oh, I agree with you. Phil is not, um, a, you know, a marketing member of the board. I think he is a core strategist on the board. His uh, philosophy about marketing being far-reaching and impactful, literally in every decision we make at Illumina, um, is it in fact the case. I have had the fortune of working uh, with Phil. He has coached me and offered guidance and advice. I feel very special, uh, frankly, to have had that opportunity. And um, it's one of the reasons, uh, back to my point around feeling like my most challenged and at the same time, most comfortable because it is wonderful to work for a company where marketing is valued from literally the top of the house with Phil my uh, boss, CEO, Francis D'Souza, and then my peers. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, dream assignment and also terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I love to I like to pause on what you really just talked about this idea of having really, really high ambitions, tough challenges, but feeling supported. Yes. And feeling free to tackle them. What is it about the culture there that enables that, that fosters that, that encourages that? What could others learn by the culture that has been created at Illumina? Because that's what everyone should strive for, right? You feel like you're really being stretched, but you're also being supported. 
Um, you know, I, I agree with you because I think the two by two matrix challenge support is absolutely um, where I strive, what I strive to create within the marketing team. You know, it's leadership. I think it's a whole brain thinking. I think very often, um, particularly in industries that are tech led, there can be an over infatuated, you know, kind of almost as if you're infatuated with the benefits of the technology, but not realizing the impact it has on humanity. And that is something that is profound and ethically at the core of Illumina. Um, you know, our uh, solutions will profoundly affect humankind. And we think a lot about that high consequence and how we have to be, we have to earn that trust. It's really a privilege to be invited into um, the set of problems that our technology solves. We've all been there. You spend millions of dollars each year driving traffic to your company's website, and then the results come in and they're just not what you hoped. On top of that, 81% of marketing leaders say website ownership is a challenge. So what do you do? Well, you switch to Webflow. Let me tell you why. Webflow's visual-first platform empowers your team to own your company's most valuable dynamic marketing asset, your website. From launching a new site to optimizing for SEO and conversions, Webflow gives you the tools you need to drive business growth fast. Unlock your website's full potential when you build, manage, and host with Webflow. Get started today at webflow.com. Now, I want to go back to your CMO role for a moment. When I spoke to you in January, we talked an awful lot about building a strong organization. And you said something you're really proud of is your team and over the last 18 months. So I'd just like you to speak a little bit about you came into probably a pretty strong team. You focused on that. You've evolved it. You've sharpened your team. You said they were looking for purpose, connections. So I'd like you to share a little bit of your learning as a new CMO at this company coming in and building an even stronger organization on the base that was here. What have you learned in that journey? Another good question. And it really, I think, uh, pierces into something that's very personal uh, because people issues and people moves are, I think, the hardest part of leadership, um, at least for me. Um, me too. I came into Illumina where a long tenured, loved leader had gone, but also a team that knew that marketing didn't have the seat at the table it needed and had worked very hard to make the case for having a proper CMO role. Um, so there was some lingering hunger um, but I also think there was some bit of dismay that this outsider from outside of the industry had been tapped to come in. So by no means was it a, a slam dunk. And I also feel like the several steps that the organization had to make to create the chief marketing officer role is highly decentralized. So pulling the pieces of marketing from the different places it sat inside of the company meant change had to happen. New leaders had to be set up. And, you know, that scar tissue was still there and very much um, unhealed, um, kind of raw. Um, 
And so the people decisions were probably the hardest. And I also think we're make or break, right? So um, because of that, uh, you know, lots of late sleepless nights uh, of just kind of rolling over the different options I had. And some changes had to be made. Uh, so there were some leaders that I thought weren't of the um, the kind of the phenotype that I was looking for for the different roles. Or um, I could tell we're looking at other options outside of the company and maybe saw this inflection points at time to exit. I really wanted the truly committed, not someone that was sort of shopping on my leadership team. And so I decided to move quickly to make changes. Now, that is not an easy decision to make. Uh, so I'm talking in the first six months to really set up a new, more simplified, streamlined organization and actively work to cultivate and attract the leaders I wanted to sit in those seats and then also open up slots and opportunities for me to bring in some specific kinds of talent that we really needed. So uh, it was, uh, you know, I talked earlier about listening, but I, I also decided to make some moves. Catherine, what are the signals that you're making progress in building a stronger organization? What do you, what, what have you seen as the signals or what do you look for? There are two that I think about all the time. One, am I attracting internal talent to come into marketing? Like, so is the, you know, kind of our cred good? Do people want to be in the mm -hmm. department or not? Um, and that's up. Uh, and then the second piece I look at closely is uh, we, we track engagement quarterly uh, at Illumina. And our engagement scores when I started were actually well below the company average. And we are now that we're, you know, kind of 18 months, 20 months into my tenure, our most recent engagement scores were at or above the company average. Retention is at an all-time high and uh, the sentiment in our verbatim. So I definitely read my customer research uh, in my employees. They're, they're strong and my employees are telling me, you know, what they think about the changes we're making and I'm actively listening. So that engagement being high and retention rates being high, and then internally sourcing talent, I, I feel really good about the indicators. Congratulations. It sounds fantastic. What I know a lot of things drive that, but is there, are there one or two things that have really driven that in your estimation? You know, this is a say-do culture. And an organization in particular that has gone through rounds of change, lots of organizational change, lots of instability, promises are a dime a dozen. So they really needed to see that the say-do quotient was high, that what Catherine was saying, she did, and that the organization saying that they would value marketing, they, they tested and then they saw, you know, does marketing get time on ELT agenda? Do the topics that marketers really care about, customer experience, um, you know, uh, criteria for product readiness. Are those um, items coming from the marketing voice? And, you know, are the big teams that matter like, 
you know, R&D and commercial and metafairs, are they really pivoting and looking? Uh, is marketing gaining that seat at the table? And I think the say-do quotient in our case um, is uh, giving the evidence to this extremely intelligent marketing team uh, all the, the buy signals they need. So, you know, my job is to really keep that hot. Last question on organization, because this is a really good discussion. What do you think is the most important new capability you need to build within Illumina Marketing to prepare Illumina for the kind of company it wants to continue to be? You know, I think about two um, skill sets uh, that I think will pay dividends. One is the classic. It's the old school positioning, messaging, value proposition development. Because we had been so technology focused and tech led, I don't necessarily think we have invested in those skills to the degree that we need to. And it also will undermine this incredible, powerful, amazing opportunity we have to change healthcare if we aren't really good at telling our story. Someone else will. So that I think is kind of a classic old school capability. And then I think on the other side, it'll be what every CMO says, and that's digital. Um, so I don't want to replicate the methods of going to market that, you know, Johnson Johnson, for example, a very fine med device and really world-class marketing organization brings to bear. I'd really like to take the toolkit from, you know, Amazon and Google uh, with regard to, you know, really um, thinking uh, digital first, social first, uh, in terms of how we go to market. Uh, so it's those two kind of sets of skills that I think Illumina is probably uh, uh, most able uh, to uh, leverage. And uh, if I, in my tenure, could make us world-class in those two spaces, I think and and they're complementary to the incredible technical skills our team has. I mean, we could be a powerhouse. I want to talk about your career path for a moment. It's quite interesting and diverse. Booz Allen Hamilton, a startup called a startup called Questia, AOL, Nationwide, Scott's Miracle Grow, Cardinal Health, and now Illumina. Which of those put Illumina aside here for a moment? But which of those experiences that led you here has been the most defining? the most stretching as a leader? When I hear my resume, uh, I the first thing that comes to mind for me is that the single organizing principle of my career actually has nothing to do with marketing and it has everything to do with my children. Um, so I took roles at the right time in my life to advance my skills and keep my kids and marriage safe. And with um, a dual career marriage. You know, my husband has a quite demanding career and then two children that did not ask to be born, but I decided to have, I felt like I needed to stay um, geographically, um, sometimes in regions of the country that didn't always allow me to um, take that promotion that would require me to move across the country or across the world. So I had to leave the company, you know, jump to the next role uh, or the next level, but in a different industry. So I have a very diverse background for that reason and that reason only. Um, I think what that has given me is 
probably my superpower in terms of being highly adaptive and deeply devoted to the marketing toolkit. So I think marketing and general management together um, make for a brilliant combination that makes you very versatile. And that those kind of toolkits I have now applied across several industries. And so there isn't maybe one specific um, you know, role that set me up best at Illumina, but the fact that I had built and launched a global server product um, in, a, in the enterprise marketing team at now Compact, now HP, um, the fact that I had been digital first, you know, back in the ancient days when, you know, AOL was digital first <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. or, you know, built, um, you know, direct to consumer, uh, uh, I'm sorry, consumer packaged goods and sold them both through big retail and direct to consumer um, or navigated the really insane uh, economics and motivations of global healthcare and payer economics. Um, means that I actually can pull from any number of kinds of experiences in applying best practices at Illumina. So I think it makes me uh, insanely curious, humble, willing to learn, admit what I don't know. I'm not a super ego person. Um, I just try to like solve the problem and work with the best people to get to the answer and super respectful of the experts, um, all of those tips and tricks I've picked up over the years, learning different environments um, and different industries. So you've made these decisions through the lens of your family and your total life. And it sounds like that's worked out extremely well for you. What has been your key? Has it been clear about your values and beliefs? Has it been your clear communication with the organizations in which you have worked? How have you made this work for you as as beautifully as it has done? Jim, it has been inelegant. It may seem like highly choreographed, but frankly, there are so many moments of, um, you know, just real tough choices, mm-hmm. you know, to made to support either my husband's career or my children's development that at times felt like I was putting myself second. And would I ever be able to realize my own career ambitions? I mean, there's no promise that there's a happy ending when you're making the tough choices. And in fact, I've oftentimes, you know, looked at, you know, my peers bypass me. I can remember very clearly going to my 10-year reunion um, at Harvard Business School, very much still trying to lose weight from my second child and being a, a senior director and not a vice president and feeling like the world was passing me by. And I'm a survivor. I'm still standing. I've got two great, well-adjusted kids. Um, You know, my youngest is headed off to college. I've been married to the same fabulous guy for 25 years. Um, And I'm really happily situated at Illumina. That did not have to be the case. Um, Back to, you know, all of those, you know, really incredible expectations we put on new parents. but. Um, what I think it has given me is a total comfort for speaking up for working parents and people who don't quote unquote fit the norm of, you know, one career, um, one supportive stay at home parent and 
um, you know, made space for different kinds of talent in my marketing organization and in the companies I work for. Like, no one's going to stop me for speaking up on those issues because I've lived it. I've seen what it feels like to be left behind. What's the best advice you have ever given? Talk less, listen more. Best advice you have received? From my husband that I can do even more than I suspect. He's always my biggest cheerleader. Who's been the most inspiring person in your life? By far, my parents. They um, really had a vision for me exceeding the expectations um, as a young black woman growing up in, a girl growing up in Jackson, Mississippi. Your parents, your father and mother, what did they do for a living? Did both work? Yeah. What do they do? So, okay. All right. uh, yeah, I Very know good. my well, mother younger is, than me. <laughs> yeah. My mother is still a working flight attendant at Delta Airlines. Oh my and gosh. my father is a retired air traffic controller. So, oh, wow. yes, flight attendants are the hardest working uh, people and on I, the airplane. I'm a big Delta fan. I love Delta. I'm a three million miler. And I just think they do a remarkable job. I agree. Yeah. I love that brand. Okay, last question. Who would you like to hear in the CMO podcast? I'd like to hear from the CEO of Cleveland Clinic. Maybe we can work together on that. I've had the CEO of Children's Hospital Cincinnati on the show in our first year, and it was a crazy good interview about culture, about commitment, about service, everything. Thank you, Catherine. This has been a wonderful, wonderful interview. And uh, all my best to your colleagues, to yourself, your colleagues. Your company is just one of the most important in the world in so many ways. Good for you to take that job. And congratulations on everything you and your team are doing. Oh, Jim, you don't know uh, what, again, a red letter day for me. Um, I, I hope to call you more than just um, someone I admire, but maybe a friend one of these days, because I think... There's a lot I can learn from you. There's a lot I can learn from you. And the fact that you've got a place in San Diego, um, I'd really love to, you know, get to know you and and run some ideas past you. San Diego is your headquarters, right? So yes, you have an open invitation when you come out for a coffee, uh, a glass of wine, a a Dairy Queen visit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find one. Okay, very good. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Catherine. That was my conversation with Catherine Reeves. There were a lot of takeaways from this one. The top three in my mind for your brand, business, and life. The first one is create a say-do culture. Catherine talked about how important it was to do what you say and keep your promises and keep that gap between saying and doing very, very, very small. That has been a key driver of strengthening the culture even more within Illumina Marketing. The second takeaway how effective it is in a company, in a culture to both provide tough challenges, really, really high ambitions with strong support and resources. That's Catherine's philosophy. I asked her what's powerful about the Illumina culture. She quickly said high ambitions and tremendous support all the way up to the top. And third takeaway, what a discussion about career pathing. Catherine has made choices in her life. She's been very clear about what's important in her whole life, her total life, and that has been a large part of guiding her career. And it has turned out extremely well. She's had great experiences and she's a very accomplished, wonderful leader. 
That's it for this episode of the CMO Podcast. If you found this helpful and entertaining, I would be so grateful if you could share our show with your friends. And I would be super happy if you subscribe so you can be updated as we publish new episodes. And if you really want to help, leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.